All right, Joe, we are back on the podcast where we are training men in spiritual fitness. And our aim over the next few episodes is to help men kind of get a clearer picture of what it looks like to be spiritually fit, to be the kind of man who is maturing as a man of God. And we've got, as we've thought about this and tried to create for ourselves uh, our own little model of a spiritually fit man, uh, we've identified five dimensions of spiritual fitness. And so we thought it'd be helpful for guys out there to hear those and maybe see, okay, how can I begin to pursue this in my own life? So like last week, we talked about captivation and the four others that we know of are clarity is dimension of spiritual fitness, competence, uh, and then self-control and camaraderie. And so those are the things that we're going to rally around here in those next few weeks to help guys kind of get a sense of what it would look like to begin on a pathway of being a mature man of God. I think you're going to have to, you know, rally around those things in order to get there. But today, let's let's talk about clarity. That's where we're at today. Let's look at this dimension of clarity and what that means. I want to I want you to start us off by just giving us a clear definition for guys, ordinary Christian men who want to grow in godliness. Well, how would you identify clarity? I think uh, clarity is having clear convictions about uh, the big questions of life. Um, so this is this is related to a point of view, a perspective. Um, I mean, if you just think, if you're if you're ever you know taking a walk through the hills, um, and you know you're trying to figure out where you are, uh, where you need to go, uh, you know you have to have some point of view, you have to have some perspective, uh, and often as we go through life. We just feel lost. Um, we feel like we don't know where we are. And we may have a whole lot of information about the Bible. Uh, we may have read a lot of theological books, but it's not yet been translated to the place of being wisdom by which you can really govern your life. And so clarity is having that perspective, having those convictions. So in a sense, you're not just at the whims of the culture or uh, you know, just whatever you might feel in your heart, but in a sense, you feel like there's a path that uh, the Lord has paved for you through his word, you know how to follow that in the midst of a confusing world. And so that's clarity um, for us. Yeah. And uh, I think in the midst of some of that, what I'm hearing is it's a kind of guy that asks big questions or at least seeks out the big questions of life. Right. But there's also in that, not just, okay, I ponder big questions, but there's some sort of action involved in that. And there's an interplay between, because don't we see guys get stuck in one or the other side of that? There's the guys that ask the big questions, but never really see any, any fruit from their lives. So, so how does clarity, clarity help those kind of guys? I think like so many things, it's helpful to think in terms of two ditches that you can stumble into. Uh, one is, uh, like I said, having a lot of theological knowledge. Um, so, you know, you love reading theology books, you love Bible study, but you don't tend to ask the questions about like, well, what is, what is the good life? Um, what are the the chief dangers of life? Um, uh, what do I need to know in order to, uh, again, have a, a path through my life? And that's a kind of different mode of thinking that perhaps often goes with something like life planning, to use a modern phrase. Um, so some guys, again, they're, they're all theological. They don't know how to make that practical. Other guys are really practical. I mean, they're, they're listening to podcasts. Um, you know, they're, they're doing courses to help them have a clear plan for themselves, yeah. but it's all rooted in themselves. Um, hmm. They've not connected those questions to the big truths of who God is and what his purposes are. And that's a ditch as well. And so what you want to do, and, and I've heard you say this, and I love this image, but you know, clarity, it's 
it's like the child that catechism and life planning have together. You know, when yeah. these two things come together, so you're thinking nuts and bolts on the ground, but you're rooted in all the, the, you know, the transcendent truths. And when these things begin to merge in your mind, the product is a really clear view on the significance and purpose and meaning of your life. And that's where we want to push guys into that space. Yeah. So why is clarity a vital part of spiritual fitness then? Because it, the idea of it may even sound intim intimidating to some ordinary Christian guys, uh, but I don't want them to overlook, okay, just because we're asking big questions and we're asking you to take action here, don't don't overlook it. This is a valuable part of being a Christian man. But but give us some meat to that. Why Why would you say guys need to actually stop and think about this and pursue this in their lives? You know, if we just started from just secular wisdom, um, you know, what, what just people who observe life will tell us is that if, if we don't have some sort of uh, perspective or plan, we will drift. And uh, we're really just going to follow the herd of society. It's just how we are as human beings. Um, so if you don't ask questions like, well, how do I not waste my life? You're probably just going to breathe in the air of whatever, you know, your little subculture is. And if it's a, you know, middle class, it's probably going to be achievement or success. And you're going to you know, exhaust yourself on that altar without ever knowing if it's a wasted sacrifice or a good sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's just kind of secular wisdom. The Bible actually makes that problem even deeper because it tells us, if you look at a book, the book of Proverbs, that there's actually this voice of folly. And so it's not just like we live in a world where God's trying to get our attention with the voice of wisdom. But there's also this other voice that's always crying out and trying to lead us toward a path of destruction. And so that makes it worse because it's not just a wasted life, but it's actually a life that's pulling us away from everything that uh, that as Christians we want to move toward. And so if you're not going to drift and if you're not going to uh, follow that voice of folly, you've got to begin again to ask questions. Um, you know, what is God's purpose for my life? Um when Jesus says one thing is needful, what is that thing? Um, what does it look like for me to take um, the calling you know, the, of God to live a life of total worship and to translate that into everyday roles like being a father, being a husband, having a job at a normal business? Um, those are hard questions to answer, but they're questions that if we're not going to waste our life, we have to answer. And so, you know, mm -hmm. Just the uh, the reality that um, that that path toward uh, contributing to the mission of God, that path to achieving your potential in Christ, that path to to upholding the things that you really do deeply value, it's only going to come by thinking and by figuring out our convictions and by putting those someplace that we can look at them and not forget them um, as we just go through life. Yeah, I think if I had to give two reasons why men need clarity in their lives. I think men need to a shift in their expectations. I think that's one big one. Guys need to shift their expectations on life. You know, think about viewing life through the lens of Pilgrim's Progress. You know, we've talked about that a lot before. But the, the, just shifting your 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 view on what your next few years, twenty years, is going to look like and should look like as a follower of Christ. Uh, so a lot of times, guys just have a skewed expectation of their life, a life without suffering, a life without, you know, just this, I don't know. I don't know where they're getting it from. I guess from the world telling you it's all about you, you, you. Um, so guys need clarity to help them shift their expectations of life. But guys also need 
clarity to help them with their ambitions, you know, to shift mm -hmm. their ambitions in life. Like, what is my life about? What is my life for? What am I supposed to do with this time I hear, have here on earth? Well, clarity will help you get a better answer to that. Because uh, otherwise you're going to just, yeah, kind of go here and there and your ambitions will ultimately end up being self-centered um, or even, you know, family-centered, career-centered, whatever. Um, so yeah, a shift in expectation, shift in ambition. Those are the kind of things that clarity will, will give guys, but let's help them get there then how how do you begin to get clarity in your life the drum that you know we've already beat a couple of times and we need to beat it again is um because it, it's something most men are allergic to and it is thinking um <laughs> one of the uh one of the basic principles of, of sort of ancient greek philosophy was this idea of know yourself and when they said that, it, they didn't mean what we mean today. It wasn't like dig down into your heart and just listen to that inner voice. You know, it was more look out at the world, figure out where are you placed? What's the significance of, of your existence? Mm -hmm. And uh, not letting other people do that thinking for you. And there's something to take away from that that we need to apply as Christians. Because, you know, Paul talks about if you're not going to be conformed to the world, you got to be transformed through the renewing of your mind. Um, so that that faculty of the mind, as we talk about spiritual fitness, mm. you cannot be a spiritually fit man of God unless you're taking your intellect and you're using it um, in order to, you know, grow and in order to be a more effective disciple within the kingdom. And so just that first step is become a part-time philosopher. You don't have to get a degree in philosophy. You don't have to read right. all the famous philosophers, but you've got to be, to go back to the root word of that word philosophy, a lover of wisdom. If you're not a lover of wisdom, you're never going to have the clarity you need to get through life. Yeah. And some of this is just doing some hard work as guys. Like you said, you've you got to be a thinker. You've got to be the kind of guy that's asking big questions. I encourage you guys, if you want to gain clarity, one thing you need to do is press pause. That's what I said, like press pause. There, there is a lot. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you probably because you listen to other podcasts, right? You're a podcast listener. And there, I know there are multiple great podcasts out there where their very function is to answer the question, the hard questions that people send in, you know, there, everybody has them. Every platform has them. There's the, there's Ask Ligonier, there's Ask Pastor John, there's a, all of them exist. And what are these shows doing? They're saying, Hey, send in your questions about life, about whatever. And, and in five minutes, you're going to get a clear biblical perspective on this question, which is great, but it's also cheating. So I'd say when you listen to the podcasts like that, press pause before the host answers yeah. and give your own answer. See if you yeah. can answer that question because they're hard questions, right? And so see what your answer would be. And what you're going to find out is your answers are pretty pathetic, probably. Mine are at least. And they lack good biblical clarity. But that gap that you start to discover in yourself as you attempt to answer hard questions is going to be helpful because you're going to discover, wait, I haven't thought through this at all. And so mm -hmm. to rely for the rest of your life on someone else answering those questions is selling yourself short. And you want to ultimately be that guy that can give a good view and a good perspective on uh, difficult questions and bit the big questions of life. But in order to get there, at some point, you got to press pause where you're at right now and say, let me let me give it a shot. And it's going to be a little little pathetic. But let me let me give my <laughs> let me give my shot now and then find the ways that I need to gain clarity on this this uh, this piece of life. I think one of the one of the dangers is that uh, this the so-called quest for wisdom can become a spectator sport like anything, yeah. you know, so you listen to lots of podcasts. You're one of those guys, but like you said, you never actually are actively gleaning or digesting 
mm. any of this this wisdom. And uh, there's that that old adage that uh, that you sometimes hear people say that those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. And yeah. uh, we often think of that in terms of nations and politicians, but we need to apply that to our personal lives. If we don't stop and reflect on our own experience, God mm. has been trying to get our attention. You know, when the prodigal son is there in the pigsty, that's an opportunity for him to reflect. Um, but if he never stops and reflects and thinks about once he's come from, um, he's not going to go back. And so, you know, we need to actually have the courage to face up to our failures and not go hide in shame, but to say, well, what do I need to learn so I don't repeat that mistake another time? Yeah. Or, uh, you know, w- whatever it is to, to to be, in a sense, have a scavenger mindset where, you know, any principle that we can find that can help us get through life and live a more God-glorifying full existence pick it up and keep it. And if it's from the mouth of Jordan Peterson, that's fine. Just test it by the scriptures themselves. But I mean, all wisdom is God's wisdom and we need it as much as we can find to really live a a life worth living. Yeah. I've heard you talk before about how men really need to develop a list of core convictions for their life, that it would be ideal for every Christian man to kind of create a small list of these things like, no, these are immovable. So I don't know, give some examples of what that is and and why you would say guys need to participate in something like that. Yeah, I think um, to actually have written down a list of, say, 10 to 12 guiding convictions, it's like guardrails on a dangerous road um, that can keep you from falling off a cliff. And I know for me, um, you know, mine are reflective of the particular, say, struggles, spiritual struggles that I have. So, you know, I need written there that that simple truth, one audience. Um, mm. I'm so prone to want to um, earn the admiration of all kinds of people. And I've got to repeatedly look and think, no, actually, there's one audience. You know, if he's pleased with what I'm doing, that's all that matters. Yeah. And all those other eyes that I look toward, it's a waste of energy. Um or, you know, in the midst of ministry, it's so easy to ne- neglect my wife and kids. And I need written down that, okay, the, you know, one of the things I don't want to happen is uh, 20 years down the road to look back and to regret not having spent the time and invested in the relationships with my kids and my wife, as yeah. I would have liked to have done. I need to see that regularly because I take them for granted. And so, you know, wherever you are in life, you need to think, okay, well, what are those, in a sense, what are those principles of wisdom that are like necessary for survival. If I forget these, you know, few points, I'm going to stray and I'm going to be in great peril. And so I'm going to write them down. I'm going to nail them to my wall. And every day I'm going to look up and say, okay, this is what I need to know to serve God well today. I think guys really benefit if they've got a few of those things written down. That's excellent. That's a great starting point for a lot of guys today to start to develop a list of core convictions. Um, but what what if we shifted it to the idea of a, a group of men thinking about clarity? So if an individual man wanted to you know, start to think about clarity, those are some ways he could do it is develop some core convictions, press pause on the things you're listening to and try to answer the questions yourself. But think about groups of guys, because we, we do want to aim things at uh, small groups of men that are growing together. So how do men together begin to gain clarity? I think one thing that I recently did with some guys, we were on retreat together. And, uh, you know, we did a life planning exercise in the afternoon. Uh, and, you know, we talked about it afterwards. And I think the benefit of that is often if, if you do something like that by yourself, it, it brings 
a lot to the surface that's not necessarily godly. You know, it's all the things that you would just love to do to impress yourself or achieve your own dreams, whatever. But when you sit with a circle of other men and you hear somebody else and it's like, oh man, the way he just described being a husband, actually mm. that matters more than this half marathon I was thinking about running. Um, and what happens is there's kind of a collective wisdom and a collective filter and you get a better vision of who you want to be by listening to uh, the sense of calling that other men have. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that it's not typically thought of as a spiritual discipline, but to actually do it, uh, which gets you thinking, but then in a context of spiritual friendship where you're listening, it can be a great tool to grow in wisdom as a group. So that would be one thing I'd say. Yeah, I like that. I think that uh, alongside that is just, yeah, creating that uh, rhythm and expectation among a group of friends of uh, talking about the successes and failures in life, mm-hmm. talking about just those uh, those instances where the core convictions mattered and where those came to the surface, uh, whether intentionally or not, you you either stood firm on a core conviction or you realized, wait, I don't really have one. And we're all going through these, these moments. So yeah, being able to talk about and create that expectation within friendships, like, look, we're, we're going to talk about both success and failure and uh, create for our, ourselves this biblical perspective on life, biblical point of view, because I think in listening to your friends describe their wins and losses in life, uh, you do begin to narrow down to a better way of living, a, a, a biblical perspective on how to do this. But I don't, I don't know, anything else that you give to groups of men that want to do this together? I would say learn how to have uh, wisdom-focused conversations instead of knowledge-focused. So you can imagine a Bible study or a book study where, you know, some guy has just um, for the first time heard about Calvinism and, you know, leaps on something and just wants to have the whole free will God sovereignty debate. Mm. or And it becomes that kind of group where you're just kind of, you know, trying to show off who's got the most knowledge of the Bible. And Paul's very clear. Knowledge puffs up. It doesn't edify. Um, to go into whether you're reading the Bible or a book with w- a wisdom focus means you're you're not trying to show off who's the smartest, but you're saying, what can we learn from whatever we're studying that we need to know to live a better life, to, to live a God-glorifying life? And um, you focus on a different set of issues and topics and truths when, when you're trying to, in a sense, glean wisdom for everyday life. Yeah. You come in with a much more charitable spirit on the first hand. But it means that um, you don't go to the periphery stuff that doesn't really matter. You get into the very heart of the subject and trying to take it and put it in the context of your own lives. And so figure out as a group, as you have discussions, is it focused on really growth and wisdom yeah. or are you getting you know distracted by more petty kind of topics? I like that. That's good. I think one thing we can do for guys and maybe just a way to wrap it up is um, maybe in our email this week, we will attach five questions for guys that are pursuing clarity. And um, that way guys can print out that list and then discuss it amongst one another. I think that's a good conversation starter for guys. So we'll have, if you're not already on our email list, you can join our email list. And uh, it's a great way to, you know, keep content like this coming to you, good group discussion stuff. Uh, But we'll have five questions for you, five questions for guys that want clarity in their lives and stuff that you can discuss uh, among group of men. So y'all check that out and then join us next week because we're going to talk another about another one of the dimensions of spiritual fitness.